Business as Unusual is a thought-provoking podcast that explores the innovative strategies, disruptive ideas, and unconventional practices driving successful leaders and companies in the ever-evolving world of modern business. Subscribe, comment, and share for weekly inspiration with our host, Aisila. Hello, welcome to Business as Unusual. I'm here today with Sierra Whitener, a career entrepreneur. Welcome to the show, Sierra. Hi, everyone. Hi, Alicia. Thank you for having me on. It's wonderful to have you here. I'm so excited. We've been actually talking about this for, I think, over a year. We have. And so I'm excited because it's giving us an opportunity to have a different kind of conversation. And before we get into that, though, I'm going to ask you, what is the last artist that you got lost in? Too many. And I wouldn't call this an artist, but I guess because it's an author, right? Yeah, they're an artist. Um, His name is Ryan Lake. And it's a really funny story because he actually spoke at our church, but I didn't realize that he was this incredible author. And his books really are about being a better you, how to elevate yourself as an entrepreneur or a business person, or if you're in corporate. And so I just have been so sucked into everything that he says. And he talks about stepping outside yourself, be kind, stop worrying about what other people think, but worry about what they think. And just, just, it's very powerful. So I have been completely elated into him as an artist recently. That's wonderful. And so neat that you got to experience him in the world and then experience his art. I always find that to be an intriguing opportunity when you, and also when your worlds collide like that. Yeah. Yes. Because I didn't, when you hear somebody speak and it's something completely different, but then you see them in a different light, you're like, oh, wait. And then you relate to it. Then it's really where the power sticks in and you just get immersed in it and find yourself reading the next book, watching the next video, reading the next book. And honestly, prefer, I prefer to listen to the book. No, <laughs> I'm an audiobook listener. I'm one of those. I have a friend who's actually an audiobook narrator, and she does. She was an opera singer for a long time, and oh. so she brings all of that skill and vocal training to bringing these characters alive and. I feel like it's a it's another art form, honestly, because you get the author's writing and how they touch the characters or what are the themes that are resonating for you. And then the narrator comes in and brings in this other level of depth to the experience. So I fully I think it's as valid and wonderful as reading a book. Yeah. I mean, we're obviously we're here on a podcast and people are listening to a story, right? And I just think this is the way I'm in. So many people are having to commute or you're busy and you need to work. And in between, you're just listening and you're learning and educating yourself. And it's just, it's a great way. I know some of us are more visual. I just, I love audio. Yeah, I do too. I actually find I really relate so much to audio. It's part of why I wanted to do a podcast initially. So, Sarah, we're going to do a little bit different of a show. You know, I talked about this because your background is one of finding meaning and pulling yourself up from a lot of different kinds of challenges. And you've pursued different businesses to build capacity, connection, opportunity, 
for yourself and the people who participate. So rather than focus on one specific entity, we're going to talk a little bit about what is that experience of being an entrepreneur and the innovation and the challenges of that. So I know it's, I've done a little bit, but do you want to talk a little bit more about that experience you have in terms of business and starting them? Yeah. And oddly, my business adventure started when I was a little girl. My dad was always an entrepreneur. Since I could basically walk, I was behind a cash register with at one of his businesses. So it's something that I grew up being modeled to see and him taking businesses and taking them to the next level and getting into something. And he finally found something that he was very passionate about. And he did an amazing things before he passed away a few years ago. And he also was one of those dads. He's a single dad myself. And I have three younger sisters. We, we grew up with a drug addict mother. So my dad had to take on a lot of the responsibility modeling, but we were little girls and he would tell daddy, I'm cold. He's like, go run around the block. That'll warm you up. Mm-hmm. And he, so it's like that, get up, go, you're going to be okay, which also that's how we were taught as Gen Xers back then. You know, you weren't allowed to stop and have emotions or have those mental health moments where I don't think I'm okay. It's like, no, just keep going. So what do I do? I join the military. And yes. And many of us have in our past. It's a way to pay for college. It's a way to educate yourself. It's a way to train yourself in a field. And of course, I get out and I immediately, I take to wanting my own business. It's just something that has been inside me. Out of out of all of our sis, out of all of my sisters and myself, we all just have that naturally in us. And it's funny because I found out, gosh, we were doing our tree, our genealogy tree. And I have a great grandmother that in the prohibitions time she owned a bar now she owned a bar with my drunk great grand great great grandpa but she ran it and everybody knew but back then women didn't run things but they knew that she was the one to run it and i'm like okay so this is just something that has been in us and so i've done a lot of things and i've made a lot of mistakes but i've also had great and huge successes and wins and my main mission now that i have found is that I want to help companies take things to the next level. It is my gift. I know it's what I want to do. I know it's where I'm supposed to be. I have a very good understanding and I've taken on this, what is the word, I guess, projects to find starter companies and to help them not make the same mistakes that I've made. That sounds really useful. I had a woman on the show who offers business development for trades and services. Similarly, when she started a landscaping company, she found that there's very little information for people if they're not doing like retail. And so that on a lot of the courses and things that are designed aren't very accessible to folks that are driving around all day with doing things with their hands. And and I just thought, what a great idea. So it's funny because she started her landscaping business and loved it, but actually pivoted into providing the service because she realized that the pain that she'd gone through to build all that knowledge right. was something other people could benefit from. Yes. And so it sounds similarly that you, you're going to take all the coal, you turn it into a diamond for someone. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's subjective. Yes. A question I have then with regards to the that process, like you say it in a very, I won't say casual way, 
But I know there's like a depth of pain that can come from all the work that you put into building a business to the belief that you have in what it can be. And then that moment where you realize, oh, no. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. How that moment transformed you and or how you identify that moment for yourself? Yes. I loved I love the saying there's that 10 percent of what happens to you in life and 90 percent of how you react to it. I'm sure everybody listening probably has heard that. And those emotions are so raw that in the middle of it, you don't even recognize how uncontrollably depressed, down, defeated. You feel like somebody has literally put their foot on your neck and held you there and you can't breathe. And especially when there's finances tied in, I... I I had this great plan and I bought a business and I was excited. And you guys, I was doing amazing. It was booming. And 2020 happened. This is an industry. It was a gym. I'll just say that. And gyms are still making their comebacks. They're starting to slowly. But this is the moment where everybody was doing home gyms. I did anything and everything. In fact, I started two businesses to keep my gym business alive because of the overhead and kept recruiting to bring people in to just lose the same amount of people. So mm-hmm. it was this revolving door. And I remember looking at my husband and I just said, I'm a failure. I have ruined us. And that financial tie that came with it, I was like, oh, we'll never get out of debt. This is all my fault. And It was, but it wasn't because it was a family decision. But the beauty that comes out of it after, oh my gosh, I wouldn't be where I am today had I not learned everything that I did there. And it's just incredible that you have to take those moments. And even though you feel that cloud on you or you may see black or you feel there's no way out. I would just encourage everybody, look at that as an opportunity of what it, where it's going to take you and what's the next move. So it, I continued with those two businesses, even though I had to finally let go, I had to make that financial decision to end ties. I was able to get out of it in a very great deal because of the situation that was happening with the pandemics. But I took those two other businesses and blew it out the water and grew them. And I even ended up selling one of them. And it was over a $100,000 business online. And I took that and I sold it. And then she took it and did her thing with it. And then I took the other one and I wanted to make that one my baby. And oddly enough, there was a mishap there too. I partnered with the wrong people at the wrong time. But again, it was such a beautiful life lesson. It was everything that I learned, everything about how to do contracts, why you ask the questions you're supposed to ask before you connect with a person, why you dive in and you're, and then be still all at the same time. Speak and then be quiet. These are things I had to have those failures in order to get there. And every time I was thinking that the depression was getting worse, but it wasn't. I was healing from that and learning. And as soon as I realized that I was learning, then that, those emotions calmed down. 
And as, and I'll just, just, I call myself out on, on it. Different people have a different emotional receptor. And sometimes the emotions live in that spot longer than other people. And some people, they have that emotion and they can move it to logical really quick. I'm one of those people where it just sits and emotional for months. And I'm like, but these lessons, these, this journey helped me to quickly take the emotion and turn it into logical and I got better at it and better at it and better at it. And for that, I'm extremely grateful. I will say, I really appreciate that you acknowledge that you had that feeling of I'm a failure. I feel like a lot of times when people talk about the process of learning through falling down is we often do, but there's a way that they want to bypass it. It was really hard or painful or I felt terrible. And I think it's important, especially in Instagram culture, to really be present to the fact that not everything feels good or looks good. And you can really be grateful for what you learned while also saying, and I'd rather not repeat that. I just do think that's really important I because I feel like sometimes there are folks that I've engaged with who have this idea that if they feel that way, it must mean that there's something about them. And it's just not, right? Innovation often requires risk and risk. means that you're going to fail sometimes and normalizing that process and not making it about what you should have done in the past, but instead what you can learn and bring to the future is such a powerful way to step into it. And even the most resilient of us don't tend to start there. What's the saying that says, if you're not failing, you're not succeeding. And uh, I never felt anything like that. You just see it as a quote and you move on. Oh, that's a cute quote. But when you feel it, when you go through it, it just, it gives you this drive that I cannot explain. It gives you this power of, yes, I have to go through this to get there. And if anything, it just makes you stronger. And I think about when you're learning to walk, how many times do you fall down? You fall down all the time. And I have a grandson and watching him have to hit his head and, oh, that hurts and feel that pain the next time he looks down before he takes that leap because he knows that he could feel that pain again. And I think for me, that's been the beauty of my journey is knock me down and I'm going to come back. You only have to get up one more time than you get knocked down. That's the And it's the conventional wisdom. When I say business is unusual, what does that mean to you in terms of your career, entrepreneurism, or where you're at right now, whatever feels Mm. most relevant? Ah, gosh, I would like to write a book on that, honestly. Then you should Um. definitely do that. (laughs) Give us the synopsis right now, and then I'll send this to you, and then you can start. You got it. There you go. (laughs) Business unusual is... You have to be different. You have to want to be different. You have to be okay with being different. You're going to be the weird one that people say, please stop working. And you're going to be like, no. And you're the one that people are going to say, is that all you talk about? Yes. Yes, it is. It's business as unusual. If I'm going to truly succeed at something, I have to be better. I have to want to be better than the person sitting next to me, but I need to put myself in a room with people who are smarter than me. 
I need to sit next to somebody who has a skill that I don't have. I'm this high personality. I'm like, oh, let's have fun. And I tend to dive in, hence having multiple businesses. So I want to surround myself with people who are more logical thinking, people who have that ability to say, let's think about this differently. That's business as unusual. That's you're putting yourself in a different table. You're putting yourself in a different spot. And sometimes you have to remove your body out of your body and be a different person in order to do the business the way that you want to do it. And that's why I say I should write a book because I think of business as unusual as this whole outer body experience because truly sometimes you just have to be multiple people or be in a multiple, like a multiple dimension. Not that we're speaking Spider-Man or anything. (laughs) One of those, what are those kinds of experiences to truly be able to succeed and keep going and then mentally keep yourself going? And then remind yourself that, you know what, this may not work out, but I'm going to keep fighting through it. I think a lot of times the things that we're most passionate about are more fulfilling as a journey than a destination. Mm. In that way, if you really can love the process of what you're doing, there's a lot more fulfillment to be found. Yes. I really hear that in what you're talking about, that that ability to, and I have absolutely been that person where I was like, are you going to talk about anything else? Probably not. That's okay. I have very loving and supportive people in my life who tolerate and sometimes even hop on board. Exactly. You think following too, before you know it, your following is like you, Mm -hmm. where you're now in a different table and surrounded with different people and they want to listen to to you talk about it all the time. Where maybe before you've had to find those people through your journey in order to get there for people to say, hey, I want to hear more about what you're saying. Yeah, so I, I, you know, I appreciate my journey. It's tricky sometimes. I would say I mostly appreciate my journey. There are some things that I'm pretty clear. If I could have found a way around that, that would have been, <laughs> I think, better. And I was listening to this woman on a Wisdom app, actually, when I was first on it. I'm not over there very much anymore, but I really liked what they were doing. And this woman said, I can make meaning out of anything that I've been through. And I was like, I relate to that because I don't know that everything Mm -hmm. that I went through had to go that way. Like, I think that maybe I had the ability to choose differently. Obviously, I didn't. I guess philosophically, you could say I didn't. But but I look at that and I say, all right, but I can take, like you said, the learning, the experiences and all of that and use that to create something in my life that brings me joy and or fulfills a purpose. And that does have, that does feel like a powerful way to transform those painful and difficult experiences into something that feels like a testament to resilience or strength or hope. I'm mm-hmm. not sure, but that's something worthwhile. Yeah, absolutely. You said you you had these two businesses. You were able to explode them or one of them in a mm-hmm. positive non-firework way. However, yeah. and that you're really invested in helping other entrepreneurs have that same type yes. of success. Yes. Can you talk a little bit about what that would look like if I'm chatting with you and I'm like, oh, I have this widget company and I just started this thing. What, how does that exchange or inspiration occur for you? I found this is a really funny story. I'll tell you the funny story before. So whenever you're in high school, they do all these tests to find out what you'd be really good at whenever you grow up. Right. And I kept taking this test and it kept coming back that I should be a nun. 
And I'm like, dang it, this cannot be right. This is wrong. So I went to my teacher and I changed it again and I did it again. And this time I was like, I'm just going to change a couple of answers. Came back, I should be a nun again. And it wasn't until later, whenever I went to the military and I realized that a leader is about being a servant. And I knew then that's really what I wanted to do was I had a servant heart. Okay. I went to the military. That's why it told me I should be a nun. And so whenever it comes to helping people build a business or be successful in business, and then what you also have to do for yourself is build the relationship. It's finding out why is this widget company so important to you? What drives you every day to get up and build it? Why did you build it? What is important about you succeeding? And what will you learn if you fail from this? And I think that's my passion is to get people to really, truly uncover the why. There was a conversation that I had in this young lady and she was like, oh, yeah, I want to earn millions. Okay, tell me how you're going to do that. Tell me what that would look like. Okay, after about an hour and a half, it came down to the fact that she really just wanted this car. She wanted millions. She wanted this. She wanted that. But she wanted this car. But then I wanted to know why that car, what kind of car, what color, what would you do in it? How will you get it? And it came down all the way to the fact that it was the sunroof, the, the topless car. What is that called? The convertible? Convertible. And because she wanted to be able to drive past her mother-in-law's house and wave at her and say, ha ha, I succeeded. Hmm. That's what woke her up every day. Yeah, the millions would be fun. Yes, the car was nice, but it was how what the car was going to do for her every time she drove past her because she had been telling her since she married her son that she's not worth it. She'll never amount to anything and she's not good enough for you. You know, I have five boys. So as a mother-in-law, like that's a big no-no. But to hear her say the true reason of why she was doing what she did. And for me, that's what I do, Alicia, is I get to the heart and soul of a person and it means something to me. I'm not going to just do business with somebody and not truly understand the meaning and purpose behind it or the why or what it's really about. I want to change lives and I want to help people change their lives. And I'm just going to be a tool to help them get there. They have to do it on their own. Tell me advice you've received that's changed the way you think about something you do. Whoa. Oh, my gosh. That's, you know what? That's a really tough one. That's a very tough one because I could just think of all the different things. I always hear my dad's voice when he passed three years ago. And I just, I hear his voice constantly. And it's, you can do anything you put your mind to it. You can do anything if you put your mind to it, daughter. I hear him say that in my head all the time. And fear has held me back from that. But I think age has wisened me. It's giving me the wisdom to say, you know what, that can be true. And I just hope and pray that I can give that to as many people that I know, as well as my children. So I would say that's probably the biggest one. I have probably a thousand others, but yeah, that one has stuck with me. And I think those are, that's one of the sayings that whenever you fail and you're in that moment of that deep, dark pit and you feel like you can't climb out. You just sit there and you tell yourself you can do anything if you put your mind to it. So you will get out of this. Yeah. Can you talk about what you do or what you have done to keep yourself inspired when it's hard to believe? And I'm guessing you've had to do that. I've had to do that quite often. Something for me is because whenever I fail, I feel like I'm 
I don't put all the pressure on me. I feel like I'm failing my family. I'm a mom of all boys. I have five boys. Boys are a little bit harder to please from as a mom perspective, right? Like little girls just look up to you and boys, not so much. Like, mom, they really know what you're talking about. They love their moms. But I want to, I want them to see me as somebody important in the world too. Not that matters, but I want them to have that respect because if they can respect me like that, they can respect a woman like that. So one thing that I would say that I do is I really think about how would this affect not only me, but affect my children? What is the perception and perspective of their, through their eyes? Being a good role model keeps me inspired. It keeps me on track. It keeps me, I still remember when I, right before I bought the gym, my son, he's in the military now too. He says, mom, you just make sure you know what you're doing. Don't do anything stupid. When I, and when I, and when it failed, I thought, oh, he's just going to think that it's so bad. And he sent me this powerful text that said, mom, you did so good. You could have never predicted that a pandemic would come. Heck, none of us. I'm so proud of you. And that's when you're like, whoo, that's inspiration. When your child can actually say, I'm so proud of you. Even though they gave you the advice, don't do anything stupid because you're always telling them growing up, don't do anything dumb and stupid. Yeah, Yeah, but that's my inspiration. It's my family. It, It really is. And I have to think about, I always just think about how it looks through their eyes. And to build on that, what does success look like to you? Yeah. Again, I think success is failing. And you got to, it's who fails the best. <laughs> and how you come out of it is the true success. And I can, it can be something not necessarily like massively failing. It's make that mistake and learn from it. That's success. And then once you've learned from it, double it quadruple it, multiply it. Once you know what not to do, make that the success. And to me, that's what ultimate success is. And I love the story of the millionaire. I just have all kinds of stories. I love the story of the millionaire. It's the man, he builds a million dollar business and it plummets. The stock market went down. He becomes homeless for a little while. And a person comes up to him and says, hey, what if I can give you another million dollars? Could you do it? And he thinks about it and he says, yeah, give me a million dollars. He did it in half the time because he knew what not to do. Mm. But he didn't just turn it into another million dollars. He turned it into a billion in half the time. To me, that's success. So folks that are listening, they want to know more about what you're up to. They want to follow your endeavors or get, <laughs> get, reach out and ask for some more. advice on a company. What's the best way for them to get a hold of you and find you? You can just email me if you would like. And I think I gave you all my handles. I, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I'm still, oh, I'm still currently on TikTok. We'll see how long that lasts. I don't know. But that's a whole nother conversation. We don't need any judging there. Don't send me emails on how horrible of a person I am because I have a TikTok account, please. <laughs> I'm just going to follow you because I love TikTok. I <laughs> And my TikTok, I tend to, that's my inner demon, my inner self fun. I really talk a lot about being a mother of adults on my Facebook and my Instagram is really where I dive into the inspirational pieces and the keep going pieces. And it's just Sierra Whitener. 
or it's White or Sierra. That's how you can find me. So I made it pretty simple, first name, last name, or last name, first name. And I'm very honored to be here. I, I just became a CEO of a new startup company. And again, I as I told Alicia in the beginning, I believe that I have the knowledge now to help this company take it to new heights. And I'm really excited about getting it going and getting it started and helping as many people as possible. And that's what I'm here for. And it's really exciting because that gram four level of we don't really know what to do is where I come in and I'm like, okay, I know what not to do, but I also know what to do. And so let's see what we can do and let's make some magic happen. That's great. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today. Yes, thank you so much for having me. And I'm so excited that we finally connected. I uh, I can, I don't know if you don't mind. We connected and I was in one of those moments where one of the things had happened to me where my business had just fell out of partnership. And I was in a very bad place. And I just remember texting her saying, I'm just not in the right headspace to have this conversation with you. And then I can I continued to follow her because I just love everything you post, by the way. Thanks. And just your passion behind human beings. That to me means so much because I think we're one in the same where we just want to help people and we want the world to be better. Yeah. And so we stayed connected and she just has been like, hey, I want to talk to you. And I'm like, you know what? I'm in that space now and I'm in that moment to where I'm back up on my feet. So let's talk. Now, anxious to say, I was really impressed that you could say, no, I can't do this right now. Oh. I think we'd even scheduled something and you were like, I'm just, this isn't the right fit. And I think that being able to listen to yourself like that and be honest about it especially around business is actually really important and can be very hard and vulnerable. So I really want to honor that you made that brave choice. And I feel really like this was perfect. This is a better show for it anyway. So and timing timing is everything Mm -hmm. because it's business is unusual. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) 